Trust your Bibles are prepared. Tonight we are in the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And I'll be reading from verse 1 down to verse number 3. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now, already, is it in the world. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love, your tender mercies, your kindness towards us, your watch care over our lives. Dear Lord, we come before you tonight recognizing that we are a needy people, but you are God who hears and answers prayers. Dear Lord, we recognize that we have failed you many times, but yet you have never failed us. And I pray that you would give us the uh, wisdom, the understanding to see you clearly, and as we open the pages of your word tonight, that you would use your word to speak to our hearts, that your Holy Spirit as well would teach us what you desire for us to know and to learn about you. Thank you once again for the opportunity to be here tonight, continue to minister to each need in a very special way. Use the preaching of your word as only you can. Strengthen hearts. May you challenge us in our walk with you. And if there's someone who does not know you as personal Lord and Savior, that tonight will be the night of their salvation. Lord, and when all is said and done, may we be careful to praise you and give you honor and glory, for you alone are worthy of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. Living in this current day and age with the access to and the availability of information has led to continuous questions regarding the accuracy of what we hear by way of information. We are very familiar, and probably too familiar, with the increasing use of the term fake news. When it comes to this matter of news, we must be careful to verify and to confirm whether information is true before we repeat it as such, before we forward it, before we vouch for its authenticity. Not doing so can lead to great shame, embarrassment, and even personal cost. At the end of 1 John chapter 3, which we have looked at for quite some time, we have seen the characteristic of a child of God. As I've described these as authenticated practices of being a born-again believer, that a born-again believer is characterized by being led by the Spirit of God. 
Very important that we understand that when we are saved, God indwells us with his Holy Spirit. And it's his desire to lead us. That is why we admonish in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 not to quench the Spirit. But as I've reiterated, when we look at these epistles, we understand that when John, the writer of this epistle, wrote this letter, he did not have any chapters and verses. And so there is an obvious continuation from 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24 into 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1 and ongoing. And so while John speaks of the importance of being led by the Spirit, he begins in chapter 4 helping us to recognize that there's a great importance in the life of the believer to be able to discern between spirits. That which is of God, the Holy Spirit, that which is not of God. Let me reemphasize that even though we are born-again believers, it is absolutely critical that we have spiritual discernment to discern what is of God and what is not of God. Amen? This admonition is based on the realization that if we are not careful, if we are not filled with discernment, we can be fooled, tricked, and hoodwinked. You see, my friends, when it comes to anything that is false, anything that is not authentic, recognizing, recognize rather, that the goal in presenting something that is not authentic is always to deceive. So what is presented as fake, what is presented as disingenuous, will resemble what is real. So we must understand the need for discernment to distinguish between the two. And so tonight, in these verses, in our text, I want you to jot down, first of all, discerning the spirit of God, or discerning the spirit. Now, notice in verse number one, first of all, there must be awareness, awareness. Verse number one says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the what? Spirits, plural, whether they are of God. So understand that there must be awareness that there are existing an abundance of different spirits. Now, I'm not going to get into detail tonight, but there is, in terms of beliefs, that man as a being is either dichotomy or trichotomy. Now, for those who believe that in the dichotomy of man, they believe that man is body and soul, or body and spirit. So there is the physical part in the body, and there is the, call it the immaterial part, the part that you can't touch. Now, those who believe in the trichotomy believe in body, soul, and spirit. Now, not going to get into detail, and either whichever one you believe is not a major doctrinal issue for you to split hairs over 
But the main takeaway is that we have, first of all, what I want to call a material part, which is the body. And whether you believe in trichotomy or dichotomy, uh, those who believe in dichotomy pretty much say there's no difference between soul and spirit, right? They're pretty much indistinguishable. Uh, but those who believe in trichotomy believe that, of course, there's a difference between tri the soul and spirit. But either way, the point I want you to take away here is that we have a material part, for want of a better word, uh, in terms of our body, and an immaterial part. That is indisputable. And so it's important that we understand that when we look at each other, of course, in our human existence, we are able to use our vision, our, hum our, our senses that we've been given to detect and to sense the physical. But make no mistake, uh, the non-physical is existing as real as the physical. Amen? And so we are what I want to call spirit man. And our spirit is no less important than the body. As a matter of fact, it can be easily argued that our spirit is even more important. But understand that we are involved as a result of different types of spirits in spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so understand why we can, while we cannot see these spirits with our physical eyes, they exist and their desire is to impact and influence our spirit. So as to either help or hinder our relationship with God and our effectiveness as believers. Now, I want us to take a look at a number of verses here tonight, and I trust you have a Bible that you can look on, because I believe oftentimes, because of course we are human beings and we prioritize uh, how we look and prioritize how we uh, are made up and prioritize, we pamper these bodies and we do all kinds of things to ensure that they're well taken care of, while oftentimes we seem to forget the importance of our spirit and the impact that can be felt by the things around us on our spirit. I want you to look at a number of verses tonight to see how significant and how important and impactful our spirit is. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 2. You'll see a variety of different types of spirits. Mark chapter 5 and verse 2. Notice, first of all, the Bible describes an unclean spirit. When he was come out of the ship, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an what? Unclean spirit. Luke chapter 13 and verse 11. Luke's gospel Chapter 13, and verse 11. The Bible says, And behold, there was a woman which had a what? A spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift 
up herself. Now, this is quite interesting. This woman has a, has a physical ailment. That's what we would call it. And the Bible says she had a spirit of infirmity. Let's look at Acts, Acts rather, not Acts Gospel, but Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Divination. Working with demonic spirits to accomplish a particular goal. A spirit of divination. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Now the Bible says, No, the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Look at Romans chapter 1. And verse number 4. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 4. And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the what? Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I mean, you got all these spirits of particular things. A spirit of bondage. A spirit of holiness. A spirit of divination. The spirit of the Lord, of course. The spirit of infirmity. An unclean spirit. Look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Spirit, speaking of the Holy Spirit, itself beareth witness with, now look at this, our spirit, that we are the children of God. You see how important the Spirit is in relation to who we are and the impact on our lives? Look at Romans chapter 11 and verse 8. This is an interesting one. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 12. 1 Corinthians, next book over. Chapter 2 
and verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. A spirit of the world. <laughs> Look at Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. We having the same what? Spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse number 1. Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 1. Brethren, If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the what? Spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Sorry, verse number 17 rather. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the what? Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. Real Bible drill tonight. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7 mentions in this short verse several different spirits. Because look at it. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, When you read that verse, I hope you understand that that can easily be read, but for the sake of our English language, didn't need to be repeated because it's understood. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a... Wow. See how important this matter of a variety and abundance of different spirits. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. Of how much sore a punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under the foot underfoot the son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the what? Spirit of grace. Let me give you one more. First Peter chapter 
4. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 14. By the time this message is over, you're going to know your Bible a lot better. All right, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the what? Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their path he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. All these verses referenced different spirits of different types, of different flavors, some good, some evil. John wants us to understand that there must be a greater awareness of the spirit realm. Because it impacts our lives. It impacts how we feel. It impacts how we function. It impacts what we think. It impacts what we do. So back in 1 John chapter 4, understand through the corroboration of all of these different verses, we must have an awareness. But secondly, notice, because of this awareness, we must then make an assessment. Look at what verse number one says. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. In other words, with all these variety of different spirits, John is saying to us on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, listen, give them a test and see if after the test is done that they are of God. Keep in mind they will seek to disguise themselves. As I read this, it reminded me of chemistry. How many chemistry students we have in here? Or past, present, or maybe some potential future. But in chemistry, there's something called qualitative analysis. And what that simply means is that you perform a test on an unknown mixture or an unknown compound to determine what exactly is in it. What type of elements? What is its makeup? And so you do a variety of different things. You might add some heat. Because when you add heat, it may have a flame might be a particular color or it might give off a particular gas. It might respond in a particular way that helps to clue you in on what is the makeup of this unknown substance. You might dissolve it in water because when you dissolve it in water particular things happen that helps you to understand what's in there. You might react it with another acid or some other mixture, whatever it is. But in doing this analysis you then determine what it's made up of. You know what John is saying to us? 
that when it comes to spirits, you have to do a spiritual analysis. Something may seem like a nice gesture, a nice favor, but listen, after you do something to it, all of a sudden it seems to reveal that it's not what you thought it was. Somebody was just amazing to you. They just, they just seemed like they were an angel from heaven. But all of a sudden, a certain incident happened. And all of a sudden, they're giving off fumes of strife. It means that something was wrong with the spirit in the first place. Spiritual analysis. Something looked like love. But you add in a little disagreement and all of a sudden it's producing hatred and bitterness. Test the spirit. Something looked like joy and happiness. But all of a sudden somebody else gets blessed and then it's producing envy and jealousy and hatred. Test the spirit. Somebody looks like they're overwhelmingly concerned about your situation and you open up and you share your deepest hurts and what comes back is gossip and backbiting. They check the spirits. John is saying there has to be an assessment. But notice, he says, as a result of the assessment you'll come away with an affirmation. How how are you able to affirm? How are you able to conclude? Look at verse number two. He says, hereby know ye. This is how you're able to affirm the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. In other words, confession of Jesus Christ for who he is, is the signature of the spirit of God. In words and in action. That is why, my friends, we ought to be very careful as it relates to doctrines that diminish the significance of Jesus Christ. Opposing religions and denominations that diminishes Jesus' deity. Listen, they are from the pits of hell. It's so important that we understand who Jesus is. And that who he is manifests himself, manifests who he is, manifests in our lives to, to demonstrate Christ's likeness. So when we get into the flesh and we manifest things that are not of Christ, that's not the spirit of God working. That's not the works of the spirit. That's works of the flesh. We must be able to assess and detect that. There's affirmation. 
the affirmation is being able to conclude accurately, you know, that spirit, that was a foul spirit. That was an unclean spirit. That was a spirit of hatred. That was a spirit of bitterness. That was a spirit of confusion. That was a spirit of envy. But that's a spirit of love. That's a spirit of holiness. That's coming from the spirit of God. We have to be able to affirm and then look finally in verse number three there's an admission it says and this is that spirit of antichrist whereof he have heard that it should come and even now is already in the world now for those of you who are in school right now and you're doing tests and now you don't like tests but tests are important because after you do that test and you get a grade Guess what? There has to be an admission, a realization. Because the test reveals I need to work harder maybe in this area. Or maybe the test might reveal, hey, I did so well, I can go on to the next level. Or maybe I need to make some adjustments in my study habits. Notice here in verse number three, there's an admission. In in other words, there's a conclusion based on what was affirmed. But the reality is, we don't have to be afraid. Because as you will see in the following verses, greater is he that is in us than he that is what? In the world. That's why we refer to the spirit as a covering. That when we have the Spirit of God, when we allow Him to work in our lives, and we don't quench the Spirit, we don't harbor sin and bitterness and things that would hinder the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, guess what? We are covered. And we have the power of the, of the Spirit to overcome. And so let's be discerning, let's be mindful. Let's be aware. Sometimes what we call people waking up on the wrong side of the bed is nothing more than the spirit that is dominating. And it could be, not just could be, but very likely we're influenced by the things that we look at, the things we listen to. The avenues by which these spirits get access into our lives. The friends we let influence us. The harboring bad spirits that are now plaguing. Let's be mindful. Let there be an awareness. We're not just physical. We are indeed spiritual. Awareness. Let that awareness cause us to make an assessment. Test them. Do that analysis. And when you get the answers, 
make the necessary adjustments because you're going to be able to affirm who is who and what is what. And there has to be an admission. Based on what has been determined, let's be mindful. Let's be cautious. You know, sometimes that argument that you had between you and your spouse, is it bad spirits wanting to stir up something. Listen, tell them, listen, the same speed that you came in, get the behind me. As a matter of fact, just get out. Wherever out is. Because behind, you might go behind and just stay there. So send them out. Tell them you are not welcome in this house. You are not welcome in this church. You are not welcome around me. Be dismissed. Let's recognize the presence of spirits. But thank God for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit of God that God has given to us. A seal. What a great gift. Let's give him the opportunity to work and to move and to empower us to do his will.